Well, welcome to the Leadership 360 podcast, where we interview real people with real stories about all aspects of leadership. I'm your host, Chris Moore, and thank you for spending time with us today. On today's podcast, our guest is Jordan Hodges. Hey, Jordan, how you doing? Doing well, Chris. Good to chat. Excellent. Thank you. So let me introduce Jordan. He's a former colleague of mine when we worked together at the city of Edmonton in Alberta. Uh, Jordan describes himself as a passionate and driven leader who desires to see people growing into all they can be. He's a family man with five kids and had the interesting experience of growing up in East Africa. Jordan, so great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, so I'm really interested in your perspectives, experience when it comes to you know the different attributes of a great great leader. So you know, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I did spend some time thinking about that over the last few days, and I think there's the typical answers and things people say, uh, which I agree with. Things like empathy, having a high IQ, or sorry, EQ, having a strong ability to communicate, decision-making ability, being an asker of excellent questions, and being a deep listener. Um, so I agree with those things. But I think for me these days, the two most important things I've been thinking about are resilience and vulnerability. So if I had to narrow it down to two things, I would I would center on those right now. Awesome. So I get, you know, I, I can understand those two things, but when you say resilience, you know, kind of give me an example of what you mean by that. Uh, well, it's, I mean, leadership is challenging. I think any job people do is challenging. Um, knowing that not everyone is always going to agree with you all the time and just understanding that you may there's maybe pushback and challenges with approaches and ways that you're uh, trying to do things so having that resilience or that inner strength of character to mm. i guess have the view of what the right way forward is and and being able to to move towards that future um, despite opposition i think requires resilience and some kind of internal strength yeah no absolutely and a lot of the times when i've dealt with leadership and, and people related issues it there's a huge amount of emotion that comes into play as you're trying to help people you know get things done or grow or develop and so i can absolutely see how resilience as a leader it, it you know you need to be in it for the long game right so and then absolutely vulnerability so i understand the word but you know how does how does that show up for you and, and what what are some of the best examples of leaders being vulnerable? I think, yeah, I'm just thinking about that. Uh, I, I've had an impression in my mind um, in my leadership career that it's important for leaders to act like they have everything together. Like they know they have every answer. Uh, nothing really rattles them or phases them. And I, I think perhaps I felt some pressure to behave that way or to come across that way earlier in my career. I think, I mean, even working with yourself, Chris, um, 10 years ago or so, I, I think that one of the things that I saw in you was a bit of vulnerability where you're able to, you know, just share from your perspective things that are, are a challenge for you and things that kind of can put you off, um, things that you're unsure about. And I think being able to, I, I think, share those kinds of things with the people you're, you're leading or peers, people you're working with, uh, yeah, it's actually, it, it creates a bit of, it endears people to you, I think, and it, it sh has you show up as approachable or human. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've found great 
value in it and it actually takes a lot of the pressure off when you get out of your head and realize you won't be perfect you won't do everything exactly right all the time um, just an ability to to know that and and just walk in that yeah it's a good point it, it's it's just about being real and if you can be real and be your real self then then you don't have to try to be somebody else so i get that thank you for those uh, those two points so you talked a bit about it, but maybe expand on it. You know, what other things that you've learned from great leaders? You've probably worked with all kinds of people. So what are the things that you've learned? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, when we think of leaders, we think of people kind of leading from the front up on a stage, things like that. Um, my experience is the great leaders that I've worked with um, throughout my career, they know when to lead from the front, but they know when they got to step down or come alongside you. Um, almost in a shoulder to shoulder style of leadership. Right. I'm going yep. to lead with you rather than I'm going to, you know, command and control, tell you what to do. Um, so that, that's been just life giving to me along the way. And I think it's something that I've tried to adopt myself. Um, and then maybe a second thing is just, I mean, we always have many tools in our arsenals of, you know, how we approach certain things and certain people and, and knowing that stuff. And when I think of that, I, I think of, knowing when should you use a firm approach on something and when a softer, more careful approach is warranted. And again, circumstances will always dictate um, when is right. And if you try and club somebody always with the firm approach or you always show up with the soft approach, I think neither is optimal. No, oh, that's great. That's awesome. And just the fact that, you know, the leaders around you, you're observing them which is the reality, right? I mean, everybody is watching everybody in an organization. They're, they're learning, they're applying, they're saying, oh, I want to be that way or I don't want to be that way. It's, uh, it's you know, hugely important. So, mm -hmm. you, so what about you? you know, what have you been learning about yourself lately? Mm -hmm. I think the thing I've been learning about myself lately has to do with feedback. Um, again, you know, earlier in my career, I, I viewed feedback as a very... Um, it was, it was hard. I think I, I, I struggled sometimes to take feedback in. I viewed it as a threat to me right. or, you know, someone saying you're not doing a good job or whatever. I had probably my own filters or my own insecurities that would have fed into that. And yeah, I think lately that I'm becoming a lot more comfortable with actually going and seeking out and receiving feedback um, so much. So it's definitely not threatening. And I even view it as a life giving because if you're asking that feedback and seeking it from people that you know and trust, it's just, it's incredible. We all have blind spots and things that aren't on our radar and we need people to you know, shine a light on those things. So that's definitely something I've been learning. Um, also, yeah, just I referred to it previously, just I've come to accept that no leader is perfect. And so I've been learning to take that expectation of perfection off of myself and it definitely helps me to feel more comfortable and yeah, just more human, less right. robot-like in what I'm sure. trying to do. Um, again, one last thing back to feedback. Um, also learning that it's extremely hard to give it uh, and to give it well. Um, so I've, again, had the benefit of spending time with leaders who are exceptionally good at giving feedback. And, and when you receive it, it feels, oh my goodness, they're on my team, they support me. Um, it sounds weird to say I feel loved. Maybe that's a strange word, but that's sometimes the impression I get is they're behaving almost in a loving way by sharing these things. Um, 
but then when it's my turn that I have to share feedback with people that I'm providing leadership for it. Yeah. You just, you really got to think it through and you have to think about that person and what's their mindset and um, have they had their lunch yet? Are they going to be hungry? Uh, sure, what's the best yeah. time? What are the best words? What's their mental state? Um, kind of what are their inner drivers and motivations? How can I, you know, shape these words in a way that, that they can hear me and they won't automatically tune out or, or shut themselves down after my first sentence. So learning that that's, I guess that's something that I'm, I'm trying to become more uh, proficient at and I, I have not arrived yet. So. No, for sure. So I, I get the whole, you know, somebody giving you feedback, but I'm intrigued by the you going and asking people to give you feedback about you. I can only imagine you know, maybe the first time you do that with somebody who's who reports to you or maybe a peer, you know, they, they may be unsure because it may be the first time somebody's, you know, asked them that question. So, you know, for people listening who are saying, oh, that's a great idea, but I don't know how to approach it. You know, how, how do you ask somebody to give you feedback about you? How does, how does that how does that work? Hmm. Um, OK, so probably two, three months ago. I had a feedback session with uh, my boss in my current role and yeah, he started out by saying, you know, this, this might be one of those difficult conversations was how he started. Right. So I'm like, all right, let's have it. And we had a good rapport and I, we have a good trusting relationship. So, um, and he walked through some things and yeah, it, it ended up being that I, Sometimes in my drive to get things done, I, I can come across at times as pushy. So I think old me would have been super, you know, feeling defensive internally and like, man, you know, you don't know my inner motivations and why I'm trying to push on these things. And I'd have been validating and everything, but instead I just sat back and I took it and kind of as the conversation went along, I, I just felt like you really cared for me in the conversation. And, and I felt absolutely supported and um, trusted but, and I took that in. And so what I did is I, I told him that a couple of the examples that he had given me, um, I was going to immediately go back with those people and start out with an apology. Like, I am sorry that I came across this way. Mm, right. And, you know, there's intent and impact. Um, intent, you know, for most of us is always good and mostly pure, but it's the impact. Like, well, what did that, how did that occur for someone? How did I come across? So, yeah, I, anyway, yeah, I just told him my, my plan is these couple of people who had provided this feedback, I'm absolutely going to follow up and repair mm. um, the relationship uh, again, because I view trust and relationships as everything. That's, that's how work actually gets done right. uh, is through trusted relationships. So I went ahead and I had those conversations. They went very, very well. Um, but what I did on the other side of it is I actually called my team together and we had a team meeting and I said, hey, I want to lay out for you some feedback that I just received. And so I laid it out there and perhaps there was some surprise that I was kind of going there and saying my boss gave me this feedback about, you know, some stuff that I had been, um, or ways I've been coming across. Um, and I said, I'm, I'm not telling you this because I feel shameful of it or, or ashamed or whatever. I actually just take it in and I feel the feedback was accurate. It was useful to me. It was life-giving, uh, perhaps a blind spot for me. I said, the reason I'm sharing it is because this is the kind of open environment I want our team to have where you can know, you know, hmm. for this specific thing, I think pushing on things really hard. If you see me coming across this way, 
I absolutely opened the door that you'd come in and chat with me hmm. and, and give me that feedback. I would welcome it because I don't want to show up this way. And the, the, the team responded very, very well. And I said, similarly, if I have feedback for you, I don't want it to be a big, scary thing. I, I want me to be able to sit with you and say, the approach taken was not optimal or the result was not optimal. Right. And let's just talk about the approach. And I'm sure there's reasons why, but let's talk about maybe how we can adjust or do things differently next time. And yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say there was like this 180 transformation of our team or something based on one conversation, but it's conversations like that, that seem to really breathe life into a team and yeah, just create this, I don't know, this open sense of, of trust and um, relationship. I don't know. Good, good things flourish in that kind of an environment. Yeah, for sure. And, and when people see that kind of consistently on a regular basis, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get, they'll get what you're trying to say. But just the fact that you yeah. were open and vulnerable, like you say, about, you know, the feedback you got and how that made you realize how you were showing up. It's almost like you gave your team permission, it sounds like, to, you know, hey, if I show up that way again, you know, just to give me a nod. And, you know, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm now aware of. So that's, um, that's really, that's really great. Yeah. So the, um, the younger you, you know, not that you're really old now, but the, you know, the much younger you, what advice do you have, you know, for that, that younger self based on the things that you've learned about, you know, being a great leader and observing other great leaders? I think Chris, probably in the past, you and I have chatted about this and I, I think that, uh, you are somewhat of, you know, a bit of a motivator inspiration for me in this and that's don't try to copy someone else's leadership style right like we can't have a bunch of leadership clones where everyone looks and acts the same uh it's about learning to be comfortable in our own skin and everyone's going to have their own nuanced leadership abilities and style and approach and it's going to be an absolutely unique collection of abilities um there's probably a lot of commonality but there's going to be you know subtleties that are different between people and yeah i think younger me would have looked at those differences and maybe viewed them as weakness now i look at the differences and i think that's strength it's it's stuff that you can use to yeah just come alongside people and be relatable um you don't want to be someone that's viewed as being off in some weird ivory tower where you're unapproachable and disconnected and unrelatable um yeah. So I guess that's the main thing is I tell younger me, younger Jordan, be comfortable in your own skin. You have some very unique experiences and, and things that have happened to you in your life that you can mm. then uh, adopt and kind of build into your rapport and yeah, your, your leadership style. Sure. Well, that, that's, that's great advice and, you know, great advice for anybody. They, they, they need to figure out who they are. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen a lot is, some people have really great self-awareness and then other people don't even show how they, you know, know how they show up to other people. But Exactly. So what about, you know, what's been your experience with um, courage and leadership? Because, you know, to me, one of the most important things is pe- as a leader, you need to have the courage to do what you know needs to be done. Or like you've done, you need to have the courage to say, hey, you know, I did something that, you know, been pointed out to me, I need to make some adjustments. So. So what, you know, what are your, you know, what's your perspective on courage and, and how do you practice courage as a leader? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Courage is a, I don't know. I think we think of it as an aspirational thing. We all want to have it. So courage, and I think we think the flip side of, of courage is fear. So I want to bring fear into the conversation. Sure. Too. Yeah. 
And I think we generally, when we think of fear, we think fear, we equate that with bad, <laughs> not good, suboptimal. And we think of courage as, you know, great, it's gold plated. We just want more and more of that. And I've been thinking about those two. And I think they both, it's like a double-edged sword to me. Hmm. Um, they, they have a dark side and a, and a, and a, a positive side, both of them. So I think I'll start with fear. Um, I, think, I think the good thing about fear is, I mean, if you're walking down an alley and you hear a dog barking, fear takes over. I mean, you're, your adrenaline and endorphins kick in and it's fight or flight, you're going to run or fight, you're prepared to try and stay alive. Right. And in those cases, no one would argue, like fear is absolutely essential. And when I think of fear in the leadership context, I think also essential. I think there needs to be things that make us afraid, hmm. things that would keep us up at night. And I think that fear side, um, it's, it's telling us, you know, I don't know, it's like at some subsurface level, there's something inside of us that's telling us, you know, Jordan or Chris or whatever, you got to pay attention. There's something here that's not sitting well with you. It's causing these reactions. And so I think that's the good. I think you got to pay attention to what you're afraid of. And I think the flip side of fear um, is you don't want it to become debilitating. You don't want it to corner you where you can't make decisions. You're afraid to kind of cut through the stuff that's hard. Um, yeah, so that's fear. And then, of course, courage. I think that, again, is um, double-edged sword. So courage, the good side. Leadership is hard. It takes a lot of courage to continue to make right decision after right decision after right decision, uh, knowing that not all decisions will be completely understood by everybody at every level, because um, not everyone has all the information. But yeah, you just have to sometimes journey on a path um, that you know is the right way to go. And so that's the good side of courage. Um, the flip side, the bad, how can courage be bad? I think courage, if not understood or tended to, properly um, could translate into overconfidence. And I think you can become then blinded by your courage, if you can call it that. Um, yeah, where perhaps people are trying to warn you, you know, there's some danger ahead and you and your courageous self are just bulldozing ahead despite good, you know, caution and, and uh, people sharing things with you. And you're like, no, no, courageously, we're gonna go ahead. Um, you're gonna walk right up a cliff courageously. Right. So. Anyway, I like those two concepts, and I, I think they're good and bad. So that's my thoughts. No, that's great. Great perspective. And the great thing about uh, you know interviewing people and doing the podcast is that everybody has a different angle, different perspective on these things. And a lot of it comes from their experience, right? And, and that's, like you said earlier, there's no one way to make a leader and everybody needs to figure out, you know, what that means to them and, you know, based on their background and skills and, and learnings. So what, um, what leadership advice would you give to our audience? Hmm. I think it's similar to what I would tell my younger self. I think it, I, yeah, I just, we tend to look at very public leadership figures. Um, we tend to maybe idolize them or think that the way they do things is always best. The way they present, the way they talk, the words they use, right. um, the way they address, the decisions they make. Uh, we just get so fascinated with trying to emulate that. So my advice to everyone would be, stop it. Just stop it. You can, you can look at those things as, as good ideas. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually, like when I think about it, it's actually not possible for you to do leadership just like someone else. No matter how hard you try, you cannot do it. Right. And right. I think 
secondly, when I think about that, I think you'll be creating tremendous pressure on yourself, um, pressure to perform a certain way, uh, pressure to try and adapt your natural self and your natural leadership style in a, in a way maybe that's not optimal for you. Um, it's not sustainable. So uh, again, my advice to people is be the best leader you can be in your own style. Uh, that's what will make you unique. That's what will be your edge. That's what will give you the value to bring to the leadership table. It's your advantage. It's your edge. That's fantastic. And that, like, are those your final words of wisdom to us today? Anything else? I don't know. It's hard to say that, I don't know. I don't know that anything I say is wisdom. I think a lot of it just comes from experience and um, spending time with really wise people. So a lot of what I say comes from others. But anyway, a couple final thoughts. Um, yeah, I think I think my main my main thought also or my main little nugget of wisdom is it's important to gather people around you that you really, really, really can let in uh, at a deep heart and soul level, if we can even call it that. Um, people you trust, um, people who won't be afraid to give you direct and honest feedback, and it's it's because they care and they're committed to your success as a leader. Um, and I think with that small it's probably only like two, three people in your life. I don't think you know, 15 or 20. Um, but if you really, really trust these people, you need to ask them to give you the brutally honest feedback about you as a human being, how you come across, um, how you present yourself, uh, the vibes you're giving off. And as they're giving you that feedback, you need to listen generously to try and park your, you know, self image and your ego, which for some leaders is very, very hard to do take in that feedback, take in their comments and observations, uh, and obviously you have to evaluate it, but more than anything, try and make that feedback your friend, uh, try and figure out how you can incorporate that into just how you come across and portray yourself as a leader. There you go. I don't know if it's wisdom, but that's, <laughs> that's what's on my mind these days. No, it sounds, sounds like wisdom to me. Well, thank you so much for, for your time and your thoughts and sharing, uh, you know, from your heart and your experience that it, it's uh, been fantastic. Yeah. I appreciate it, Chris. I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, happens with leadership Academy and looking forward to listening to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. So this has been leadership 360 with my guest, Jordan Hodges. Join me again for more inspiring stories about leadership from real people. The leadership 360 podcast is sponsored by the leadership Academy your trusted partner in leadership development from coaching to consulting and on-site facilitation. Please visit our website, theleadershipacademy.ca.